And jumping into the discussion now, we welcome into the show the Hobby Box, Joe Burns. Burnsy, thanks for jumping back in here with us. I've been here all along. Yeah, you're awfully quiet during that first segment. Would you say that Casey is completely off base on his entire take on Liza P or what? Uh, he's right about almost everything except for the things that he's not right about. Oh, yeah. Good answer. Yeah, it's like it's like you've played these games with me long enough to know that I'm going to ambush you with something ridiculous Quit like that. playing games with my Tom. With my, my Tom. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, that's a callback. That's right a big callback. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, but it's it's a classic. But, Bernsey, in all seriousness, you hated Liza P with a burning, fiery passion, right? We'll get into ranking our 2024 games in just... A moment, but I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on Liza P and see if anything had changed since we discussed it last month in our part one discussion. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing that I had said in that was that <laughs> uh, it, it kept seeming like it was like that term paper that you had to write and you had like a month to do it. And you're two like, months in this case, I should jump into this again. I should jump into this again, but you just keep pushing it off because it just feels like it's going to be work that you don't want to do. <laughs> um, and so that's what Liza P turned into for me and continued to be for me all the way through. So I can like like I said on the on the first episode, I, I can completely understand why people enjoy it. Um, and I do intend to look at like a video of the story stuff because I'm a little bit intrigued as to where it goes from some of the things that you said. Um, but it's just not a game I'm feeling like playing right now. And it, Or ever again? Probably not ever again, I would guess, yeah. Because it's, it's like if I'm going to play a game like that, I would jump into something that I really want to try to finish, like Bloodborne. Um, and and really, that's like the only Souls-like game I really want to go back to and, and try to push through to the end. But it's uh, like well, Bloodborne, only fancy and new and better. Sh- sure. You know, I, I haven't played enough of it to really say um, anything along those lines. Um, I think there's still some mechanics in Bloodborne that, as far as what I know about the game, it doesn't, like, get around to. So sort of like, uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called, but it's not perception, but it's like the... Yeah, I know what you're talking about too. It's um, it's the oh eye. man, yeah. There's one thing that as it goes up, you're more aware of what's happening in the world around you. Like there's freaky stuff that you just yeah. aren't aware of early in the game. And I think that is one of the coolest like mechanics to have in a game. I don't think they've ever had anything else like that in any of the other Souls games. Not that I've experienced. And it's not something that's a part of Lies and P. And that's like the one thing that I think kind of sets Bloodborne kind of aside um, and, and kind of elevates it past a lot of those things. Um, that and just for some reason exploring that world just feels much more interesting. Now, granted, I didn't see maybe enough of Lies of P to really get some of those hooks a little bit more so. But uh, it's basically just walking down one giant corridor. But that's enough Lies of P talk. We're here <laughs> for this part of the show to rank our 2024 Game Pass games. This is the end of the Game Pass Forever segment. Starting next month, we are jumping into OIO Game Club, where we invite everyone who's a patron of the show to play games along with us and then jump on as we record this digitally over our Discord channel. Virtually, not digitally. Digitally, too? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, so... This is our last hurrah with Game Pass. The games that we played in 2024 in chronological order in January, we played Nobody Saves the World, February, Amnesia, Rebirth, March, Casey's Favorite, Hi-Fi Rush, April, Inside, May, Sid Meier's Civilization VI, June, Loop Hero, July, Chicory, August, Arcade Paradise, 
September and October, we played Monster Hunter Rise in Part 1, Part 2, and in November and December, we played Liza P and broke that into Parts 1 and Parts 2. So the way this is going to work is we are going to rank those games from worst to best, from worst to Liza P, and then we are going to slide them into our existing ratings from past Game Pass Forever end of year ranking shows. And I'm going to burn through that order, 1 through 24, really quick here. Here's 24 names of games in rapid fire succession number one hades number two jedi fallen order number three immortals phoenix riding number four yakuza <laughs> like a dragon did it on purpose that time number five forza horizon five number six outriders number seven tell me why number eight the outer wilds number nine darkest dungeon number 10 sunset overdrive number 11 wolfenstein the new order number 12 halo number 13 teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge number 14 marvel's broken ass tech demo number 15 hellblade send you a sacrifice number 16 monster train number 17 shadow run returns number 18 wolfenstein youngblood number 19 torchlight 3 number 20 enter the gungeon number 21 metal hellsinger number 22 among us number 23 barely escaping the worst spot missed and number 24 the worst game we played on game pass forever to date trek to yomi before we get into ranking our games this year do either of you have umbrage with any particular games on the list? Is there anything that you are still burning mad about from last year? Casey, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, Forza Horizon 5 should... I don't know. It's, <laughs> it was it was my number one last year, and it's my one, number one game. Still, like I would put it above everything that we played this last year. And at number five, that still irks me. Yeah, it, it's a driving game, so your number one got buried. Burnsy! Yeah, I mean, the Outer Wilds, I mean, that is probably, it's definitely in my top three out of all the games that we've played um, out of those first 24. It's interesting. You're both salty about your number ones. I cannot help but feel like I'm going to be in a very similar position after this ranking show. Maybe you might be a little surprised, Tom. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. Well, let's start ranking the 2023 games that we played on Game Pass Forever. We'll start with what we feel is the worst game. Burnsy, what was the worst game, in your opinion, that we played on Game Pass Forever? So just to like a quick aside, this, is, this was a really interesting year. I feel like a lot of the games that we played are kind of like in a similar band of each other. Um, you know, there's maybe, to me, one or two that stand kind of above the rest all the other ones, like some of them had their weaknesses, some of them just weren't as interesting as others, but they're all kind of very similar. Um, I don't foresee a lot of these games being like super low on our list. Um, I don't see most of them being super high on the list either, but I guess we'll see how that breaks down. For me, my number 10 is Amnesia Rebirth. Ugh. Ugh. Casey, where do you come in at for number 10? Uh, at number 10 for me, I had Arcade Paradise Laundry Demo. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dive into it and take the gloves off because I had at number 10, Chicory. And I'll start, oh. with, I'll start with my explanation first. Chicory was fine. Chicory is a piece of white toast. Like, chicory is just, you know, something that can sustain your gaming life. But to me, it didn't do anything all that interesting. Like, maybe it's because I have young children in my house and I'm like, I'm coloring with markers and paint and crayons every time. day, all the time. So there isn't a lot of novelty to me in coloring in a game. And uh, I didn't particularly like the bosses. I thought there were some humorous interactions between the characters. 
But for me, Chicory is the one game that we played this year that didn't really uh, get me to buy in with my time. Even my next game up, Hi-Fi Rush, which I didn't particularly enjoy. I thought it had more hooks that drew me in than Chicory. So I had Hi-Fi Rush lower than Chicory on my board. The thing I think that's really interesting about Chicory um, is that you're literally leaving your mark on that world. And so if we were to load up each one of our saves, we would see probably something that's quite a bit different from each other, like what we did, how we handled it. You know, some of us designed T-shirts with very, you know, risque or abrasive things on them, whereas others were trying to rep the brand even within a digital world. So... Uh, I appreciate you not me- throwing me under the bus there because like the text <laughs> messages that I shared in my experience with Chicory are very personal and uh, I don't want to be canceled. Um, <laughs> Thinking back to our discussion on Chicory when we played it though too, Tom, I remember like, I think it was to a point where you were just rushing through everything and like we were talking about the story, Joey, and mm-hmm. you had no idea that that thing, that the game like in its core is dealing with mental health and and depression so like you know like i i think you missed a lot of really good stuff in that game uh-huh. um right. so well, i keep, had chicory very high keep that point in mind <laughs> keep the missing good stuff in a game in mind as we get further into this discussion uh i mean i'm not gonna die on a hill for chicory at the end i didn't i knew that you guys both enjoyed it more so this is more of an inflammatory conversation starter than anything for me so i'm all right putting something else at the bottom although Chicory at the top of the list is just, I don't see that happening. Bernsey, what did you say yours was again? Amnesia Rebirth. And so there were some interesting things with Amnesia Rebirth, but there's also just a lot of weird jankiness and so much trial and error, um, almost to like a fault at times. Um, And, you know, I put a decent amount of time into the game and you know the world at at times was interesting to explore but then at other times it was just a slog to get from point a to point b if you needed to go back somewhere to try to do something different um and so that's why i feel like and like i said a lot of these games are kind of like interchangeable to me kind of from this like four and below range um of the games that we played this year and I agree that there was a lot of jank in the game. The thing that set Amnesia up higher for me, and I had it in about the middle of the list, the thing that really drew me in with Amnesia was I was really into Tassie's story. And, like, there were certainly frustrating, irritating moments in that game, but, like, when the intensity was ratcheted up, which was frequently, mm-hmm. it was a very intense and memorable experience for me. So I had a much more positive experience with Amnesia. I'd be I'd be hesitant to put that at the very bottom of the list. Casey, what was yours again? Uh, mine was. Rush. Uh, I didn't play High Fire Rush. <laughs> so where did you rank it? I put a question mark next to it because my input is invalid since I never got a chance to actually play. Oh, that so game. what did you say was the bottom one then? Uh, bottom one for me was Arcade Paradise. Uh, so you just rank nine things and then have like High uh, Fire Rush off to the side with a question mark? I did exactly. <laughs> okay, well I think High Fire Rush is the bottom of the list, right? Well, so out of, I mean, that was seventh on my list. So it's nearer to the bottom of the list than Chicory was. I had it at ninth on my list. I had it just above Chicory and largely interchangeable for me. Yeah. Um, The next one that I had up after that was Arcade Paradise, which I thought was fine. I enjoyed much more than both Hi-Fi Rush and Chicory, but it didn't do much 
new for me. Like I enjoyed the routine of doing the laundry, playing some arcade games, but I didn't get all that hooked in the story of it. And so those are, that's kind of the bottom tier for me is those three games, Arcade Paradise, Hi-Fi Rush, Chicory. And I would be comfortable putting really any of them on the bottom. So, I mean, I had Arcade Paradise pretty high. Then again, I was the one that brought the game up. I had played it quite a bit before we, um, you know, talked about it on the podcast. Um, you know, it's also not something that I want to be on a hill to die on. The tricky thing then is if that's our number 10, we're going to be ratcheting up. I'm going to be pushing to ratchet up quite a bit on the list before it slots in, which I don't know how comfortable people are with that and oh. just having a chunk of these games in the same area. Where did you have Hi-Fi Rush? I had Hi-Fi Rush at 7 out of 10. I mean, that's fairly low. That's, that's probably lower low. than you had Arcade Paradise. It was, yeah, it was lower I didn't than play I it, which is like, like I have to defer to you guys yeah. on, on, on that. So and it's a little it's, unfortunate because John was the one out of the three of us that did that episode that got into it more, I believe. Yep, and he really enjoyed it. He thought that the characters were really interesting. He really liked the story. He's a musician, so he wasn't as irritated by the different musical-based mechanics. The one thing I remember, we both hated blocking with a burning, fiery passion. Yeah. And he told us about a boss that relied solely on the block mechanic, and I'm like, okay, good, I'm just never going to play again. Cool, <laughs> write it off. Yeah, and I think to some extent, you know, this came only a couple of months after we had played Metal Hellsinger, and I think we were both, well, we were all a little burned on sort of the rhythm and rhythmic mechanic in that. I think there was maybe a little bit of that bleeding over into my experience with Hi-Fi Rush, but I will say like the graphics and, and, and the visuals of it and the presentation of everything is really cool. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, not as good as many of the things we played this year. So I would be fine with slotting that in at the 10 spot if that's what we're thinking i know john is probably as he's listening to this screaming at us right now but but thanks for listening john we really appreciate it thanks <laughs> yes. for being a part of the show and we look forward to having you on oil game club and thanks for filling in that month while casey was out jet setting across the globe yeah good times i don't even remember what i was doing it's march so it's probably a lot of hockey yeah i think it was a lot of hockey um or was it when you would or was it a little was no i had to have been march right? we were in florida no no we didn't go to florida until july so it wouldn't have been Florida. Okay. It had to be yeah, hockey. it was just hockey. Okay. Yeah, yeah hockey. Uh, one other thing that I could throw out for this spot, Loop Hero. Like, I had Loop Hero again in the middle of the list. I have it uh, below Amnesia Rebirth for me. I'd feel more comfortable dropping that one down like a rock. I have Loop Hero below Hi-Fi Rush. It is above Amnesia Rebirth, but that's because Amnesia Rebirth is my bottom. I have it just above Amnesia Rebirth, and I have, like, it's, they're in my bottom four technically since i only ranked nine games okay so you guys both hated uh amnesia rebirth casey i thought you liked that game i liked parts of it i liked i liked the suspense i liked like the fact that it made me like <laughs> there were parts that like my heart felt like it was jumping out of my chest i did not enjoy um fumbling around in the dark for two hours trying to figure out a puzzle and then i didn't like that i got locked into a cage for another hour and a half oh that was had, awesome and, and had to look up how to get out of the gd thing oh you guys got to go back and listen to that episode of uh game pass forever that was great we all had different solutions on how to get out of the cage and bernsey uh figuring out his own solution to the cannon puzzle was pretty good mm-hmm. yeah uh, there were some memorable moments in amnesia but i I will concede that it had a ton of jank to it and could be a largely frustrating experience. Where uh, did you have it on your list? 
five. 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 I mean, I had Lupiro and Hi-Fi Rush both lower than five. So if 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 we're trading some of those to go before Amnesia Rebirth for you, like I'm fine with that. And like I said, a lot of these are pretty interchangeable for me. So I'm not going to like I'm not gonna like fight tooth and nail for a lot of these games. So what if we go ten nine eight Hi Fi Rush at ten, number nine, Loop Hero, number eight, Amnesia Rebirth. Does that sound agreeable to you guys? That's fine with me. I had one other game kind of down in that lower tier. Was it Chicory? It was not. It was Nobody <laughs> Saves the World. Uh, oh, my God. We're going to get into it on that one, Burns. Yeah, it was I, a fun game. I like that game, too. It was a fun game, but, like, as I'm looking back on it, and part of it maybe is the fact that that was the game first game we played this year, so it's, like, the, you know, farthest back in my memory but, like, looking back, there was some interesting mechanics to it, but nothing's, like, jumping out at me as much as some of the other games. And some of that could just be, you know, the fact that it was longer ago than the others. But I consider that as the in the top tier of games. So I, uh, okay, I'm fine. not... I, I, like I said, I'm not going to... I don't feel like worth fighting it. I just wanted to bring up that that was in the same band that we're talking about of the different games. So Yeah, my other low low game and don't hate me everybody who's tuned in to uh, listen to this episode but Civ 6 was my <laughs> oh, <laughs> my oh good you guys have the top end of my list at the bottom of your list great this is going to be a lot of fun I don't have that at the bottom so I've, I've owned that game for four years and I've played it like a total of like eight nine hours so that tells you how much I enjoy that game yeah you should have played the multiplayer with us that was fun okay so Hi-Fi Rush at number 10 yes yes which yeah I, and since I, we have these three right next to each other, we'll do these three in their spots, and then we'll slot them into the main list. So we have Hi-Fi Rush at number 10. Number 9 was Loop Hero. I think so, yes. Yep. yep. And then 8 Amnesia Rebirth. That makes me sad. I really enjoyed that game. And I've always meant to go back to it. I'm stuck on a puzzle, and uh, even though I looked up the solution, I didn't know how to execute it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, the solution's on the wall. I'm like, yeah, I see all the pieces that I need. I don't know where to stick them and what f- switch to flip. You know, and, and you know, and you, you know, there's just this torch hanging out here that you can light, and you can't, you know, pick it up and carry it with you. No, you know, no, so. that's ridiculous. Yeah. You hang on to your ten matches and you hoard them. Apparently, <laughs> you stumble into the darkness until you die. Then you think I should find a torch around there. Apparently, yeah. All right, just run. So where are we going to stick Hi-Fi Rush in this overarching list of games? Everything from Hades at the top of the list to Truck to Yomi at the bottom of the list. So I'm going to argue that nothing on this list should be below Wolfenstein Youngblood. Hmm. The only uh, only game I had below Wolfenstein Youngblood was Arcade Paradise, which I had at my bottom. Everything else... Oh, I had... No, never mind. I had Civ 6 right below it, too. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I know that a lot of people like that game, and I know I am definitely in the uh, minority on that one. So... Um, and again, I didn't play it, so I have to defer to you guys. So if you want to put it right above Wolfenstein Youngblood, totally fine with that. Yeah, I think it belongs in the same neighborhood. Like, I think I I had a touch more fun with Wolfenstein Youngblood, but that was primarily because of the co-op, in case you're running into punch everything. <laughs> I mean, we could put it below Wolfenstein Youngblood if you want to. I was just trying to, like, find the band, and it's like that bottom clump kind of seems to be nice and, like, metastasized together there at the bottom <laughs> yeah well we'll definitely put it above enter the gungeon at number 20 because that game sucks jim <laughs> <laughs> so uh are we gonna put it at 
um, 18, which is currently occupied by Wolfenstein Youngblood, or just below Wolfenstein and above Torchlight 3. I'm kind of if it, I'm kind of fine wherever you guys think in that kind of area. If there's like if you have a strong feeling about either one of those two and you think it should be above it, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I I don't have a strong feeling on it either. So Casey, you can arbitrate this one. Where uh, where exactly are we gonna slide where, in High Five Rush? Yeah, you know, where where would I put a game that I haven't <laughs> even played? <laughs> did you listen to that episode at least? I yes, I did. Oh, I, okay. I listened to everything, but it, it, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean. For me, it makes sense to put it right above Wolfenstein Youngblood. So, like, right between Shadow and Returns and Wolfenstein Youngblood. Sounds good. Then we have Loop Hero. Where does Loop Hero end up here? I, uh, I'll venture a stab with this one. I think it below belongs beneath Monster Train. But I also enjoyed Monster Train a lot more than you guys did. Uh, I would propose putting it between Monster Train and Shadow Run Returns, which is 1617 on the list. I mean, I wouldn't. Shadowrun Shadow Run Returns was fine, and Loop Hero was fine. Um... Shadowrun Returns had a, a a cool story to it, and I like mm-hmm. the progression. And I like having some different options for character builds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit more. So well, you... but Loop Hero has a lot of interesting aspects to it too. It's a lot more. I mean, it's obviously because it's a roguelike it's a lot more you got to stumble across whatever those those things are whereas shadow run since it's a little bit more narrative based you have a little bit better idea of the decisions you're making and the impacts that's going to have on things and to be fair i preferred it to hellblade senua's sacrifice which is 15 on the list i certainly preferred it to marvel's avengers because it worked imperial yep um so i would be fine anywhere between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and Hi-Fi Rush. And which one did we have above uh, Loop Hero again? Uh, Amnesia Rebirth. Rebirth. So where do you want that to be on the list? Uh, probably about number... Between 8 and 9, but I don't think that's happening, so... No, well... <laughs> no, it's, I mean, that seems like a pretty big jump for everything else to get slotted in. Yeah, this, is, this particular spot is hard for me because I use Monster Train as the bar and i like monster train much better than hellblade much better than marvel's avengers uh so like this particular spacing is challenging for me so i might defer to you guys on this one um why don't we put uh loop hero where you'd initially said between monster train and shadow run returns casey uh you good with that any rebuttal no i mean i had where did I have Loop Hero on my list? I had I had Loop Hero right above Wolfenstein, the new order, actually, for me. But I... I really wanted to go back and play that game. Wolfenstein uh, or... Wolfenstein, the new order. Uh, Loop Hero... Um, I, mean, I, I don't know. I guess, Looking back at it, I I don't know. I probably should have put Loop Hero below Wolfenstein the New Order. And I would it, definitely put Halo. it below Halo. Because, like, yeah. Halo, even though it's an old game, it's still fun to play. We had a ball playing that together. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I would... I really like Shadowrun Returns. I actually like Monster Train. I'm trying to... Like, it's really hard. Loop Hero and Monster Train are have a lot of similarity well similar style i mean it's very different what you're doing but yeah. it's it's a roguelike kind of like a different take on a roguelike 
Um, so there's similarities there. Oh, I mean, I personally like Loop Hero more than Monster Train, but I'm fine with kind of putting it where we did. Um, and Amnesia, like, I would put it below Hellblade, but I don't know that that's going to be necessarily where everybody else wants to slot it in. Well, actually, Hellblade's one of the only games that I played through and, and beat, <laughs> so... I didn't hate it enough to stop playing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And it well, had a lot of interesting. So, like, I guess if we compare those two games, right? Hellblade has a lot of interesting, uh, sort of psychological aspects that are happening. And there's a lot of similarities to that, and like the whole stuff with your baby in Amnesia, right? Um, and kind of the restarting aspect of things. Um, to me, I thought Hellblade did that more interestingly and better than what amnesia did um and but I, did, I can see that that mileage varies between people so and i disagree vehemently i but i also didn't like hellblade very much i thought it was a fine game with a killer like sound design to it so if the ceiling is amnesia rebirth one spot beneath hellblade between hellblade and monster train that would put amnesia uh, at 16, bump Monster Train down to 17. We'd still need to slu- slot Loop Hero. I thought we were going to put that between Monster Train and Shadowrun Returns. Which would have, be at 17 right now. So Amnesia Rebirth between Monster Train no, and No, Loop Hero. Because oh. Tom had said we still need right. to slot that in, but I thought we had said we were putting it in there. Well, you and I were on the same page. Casey was kind of all over the place. Well, I could, I mean... I'd loop Hero higher on my list, but I'm totally fine with that. Like, I think... I mean, we could put it above Monster Train, too. I did not really like Monster Train. I would prefer Loop Hero to Monster Train, but I know Tom really liked Monster Train. Um, and I think you got into it more than I did, at least, Casey. Yeah. I... So, I kind of leave that up to... I mean, it could be one more above... It could be one above Monster Train, if yeah. that's what we're thinking. Yeah. I know Tom played a lot of Loop Hero, too. Which one did you like better, Tom? Loop Hero or Monster Train? I preferred Monster Train. Okay. So, so why, we don't, we, why don't we put it below below Monster Train and right above Shadowrun? Yep. All Oops. right. Lo- that locks in Loop Hero at <clears throat> number 17. So Amnesia Rebirth. I propose putting it between Monster Train and Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, which would be between 15 and 16. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right, we are through roughly one third of our list here. Let's. Uh, has it been twenty minutes? It has been longer than that. It's been twenty-seven minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I yes. was Casey. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you were, and I hope that you feel very bad about yourself. Um, so, Hi-Fi Rush is gone. Loop Hero is gone. Amnesia Rebirth is gone. Uh, I mean, I'd have Chicory at the next spot at number seven. My next lowest game is Arcade Paradise Burns. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm the one that had Arcade Paradise the highest of all of us. That was my number three. But then again, I came into us playing it already liking it. Um, I do think there the story does definitely get a lot more interesting the deeper you go into the game. Um, and it's, it's neat seeing the different things happen um, and watching, like, the space continue to grow and change and some of the games um, become a little bit more different or interesting. Uh, there are some games that are kind of crappy <laughs> to play, uh, even if you think that they should be fun to play. So I can understand, I can understand why you guys would have that be the next one on the list. 
I, I is is you know yeah like it was actually I had a lot of fun playing certain parts of that game. It wasn't a bad game by any means. It was just when I'm looking at this list, um, for what it is, like that's where I put it there. Mm-hmm. Like just at mm-hmm. you know I'm like it's just the same thing. You you know it's a just it's it's loop hero laundry style. You're you're just doing the same loop every single day, collecting your laundry and doing you know so and then the games themselves that you're that you're playing are just kind of like just simple simple graphics and like there just wasn't anything like super special that stood out to me. So that's kind of why I had it where where it was. So Burns, you're all right killing one of your babies? Yeah, it's fine. Arcade Paradise ranks seventh for the year. Where are we going to put that bad boy on the big list? After Shredder's Revenge, before Marvel's Avengers? I, it can go lower if you guys want, but that was... I kind of feel like I... I kind of feel like TMNT, for what it is, is a more interesting and fun game uh, than the whole of Arcade Paradise. Um, so I, I could see it slotting into that spot. I'm fine with that, Casey. Yeah, I mean, I would put it below Marvel's Avengers, but I know Tom hates that game and with a burning yeah. fiery I mean, should do that too. With, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I've so I did some stats on like a lot of things that we can talk about after we get done ranking things. But that was the game I played the most out of all of the Game Pass games. Marvel's Avengers, yes, yeah. So I enjoyed it a lot, um, but. Um, I know Tom had not the greatest experience with yeah, it. I, re- I would it say was, I, was I, no I really fault of your own game. either. So, yeah, I had a very negative experience. So I can recuse myself from the Avengers. I would vote for Arcade Paradise above it, just so I can spite Avengers in any way possible. <laughs> uh, but if you guys have a two v one, I'm not going to die in that hill either. I, I think choice. it belongs below Avengers. Okay. All right, so, so far, we have ranked Hi-Fi Rush as the worst game we played in 2023, Loop Hero at number 9, Amnesia Rebirth at number 8, number 7, Arcade Paradise. Uh, So now we are nearly halfway through the list. Uh, I'm still banging the drum for Chicory. The next lowest game for me, besides Chicory, is Inside. So I had Nobody Saves the World Lower Than Chicory. Um, and I had, I had Lies of P lower than Chicory, but I know it's not going to happen now. So, um, so yeah, those would be the only two other below Chicory for me that, that are on the list. And I know Casey, where did you have it on your list? Which number? Which one? Chicory? Chicory? Two. Oof. Well, Burns has my number two on the chopping block right now, too, and nobody saves the world. Uh, Casey, what are your wow. two lowest-ranked games? My lowest is Civ Six, which I know you have high, as you noted, and then my next lowest is Lies of P. Oh, man. We, uh, we are going to have a debate about Lies of P, my friends. I don't think it needs... I don't think it should happen now, though. Sure. Like, I had that sixth on my list, but I understand that my experience is limited, um, and jaded and tainted. Uh, and I believe it, it's a better game than probably that. So I don't think that we should slot it in there, even though I think Chicory was better. 
It, I, I would have a very hard time putting it below Chicory. Uh, Nobody Saves the World. This was my number two game. Mm-hmm. We played it way back in January, and it's a game that has stuck with me. There's a couple of things that I really enjoyed about the game. The art style was very unique and very interesting. I like being able to explore the world and go in whatever direction. I could have used a little bit more uh, oversight on where I should be going and what I should be doing. But I love the different wacky, wonky classes you can do and how you can mix and match your skills to build out different builds. Uh, Nobody Saves the World is a game that I really enjoyed. Casey, where did you come in on it? I had like, Are you more Tom or more Joey on this well, one? I'm more Tom with that one. I had Nobody Saves the World at four. Um, so I definitely liked aspects of that game as well. The like Just as you level up, getting to unlock different characters that you can kind of morph into and then figuring out like how to explore the the world with with those and, and then, yeah the different skill trees and all the different things that you could do and all the i mean it's just i really really liked that game there was a lot of i had a lot of fun with it um so i don't know i'd have a hard time putting it this low but well, what about inside <laughs> inside is an indie darling it's a very well-regarded game it's something that we all enjoyed the one knock in inside is it was a very short experience like is that I mean would you rather would you rather have a short experience that's really well crafted no bugs and interesting the entire time or would I'd certainly you rather, prefer that to Marvel's Avengers oh, I was gonna say or would you rather be longer bloated and have more filler like that's so inside was my number two of the year um I think it's I I, I just think it's a much more interesting game I I could agree with folks that there's not a lot that you do and if you're not into puzzle solving i could understand why you would not maybe be a fan of it either um you know it's like a pseudo i wouldn't even say it's a pseudo platformer maybe um because you're not actually doing a lot of jumping or timing of everything it is much more so just like a puzzle game compared to everything else um then again that being said i <laughs> like i said and apparently it was not even my top few like i'm i don't have a strong conviction to say there's no way we could put inside this low like there's only one game which is my number 1 that i would fight with dropping at this point so would that be would that game be monster hunter rise yes well Great, I was just going to talk about, is that the one that we kill at no, this that's spot? That's my number one. That's that also needs my to be much one. higher in the list. <laughs> All right. So we're not doing Monster Hunter Rise here. Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization Six. I had a ball with this game. I think mm-hmm. it's very deep. I played it on three different platforms and had just a <laughs> whale of a time on each of those platforms. Um, we played the multiplayer and had a ton of fun with that, although it was a bummer when it got out of sync and John got booted from the game. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't uh, technically flawless. Man, I uh, I would have a hard time dropping Civ next, but something's got to go, guys. Chicory, Inside, Civ 6, Nobody Saves the World. I mean, I would be fine with either Nobody Saves Lies the World or Chicory. <laughs> I don't think we could put Lies of P here again. Like, I honestly It's got to be the think... next game, then. Like, it has to be. Absolutely not. Lies of P is the game of the year. Lies of P is you a have phenomenal two experience. One. Two versus one have, are, are voting I'm for like Monster a, Hunter uh, Rise I'm as like number a half, one. Though. Like, I, I had it as my number six game, but I feel like, I don't know, I just don't feel like it belongs on the list no, I'm yet. Say, like a number, our number one game is the same. Monster Hunter Rise is number yes. one. So 
is us both having i mean granted you haven't played it a lot i've played it 10 hours tom's played like 40 so tom yes. like knows i have seen everything in that game yes. i've touched everything so, i've seen the ending of it it's a phenomenal story the combat is great there's a ton of great weapons to collect there's different ways you can build out your character liza p is a tremendous game and burns i appreciate you largely recusing yourself based on your shorter experience and it's not game. even that like i i i understand that a there's a vast majority of that's there's a vast amount of people out there that really like that game and i can see why people like it um i don't think it's for everybody if it gets down to it and we're you know trying to put it super high on the list that's when i start to quibble about it because it's not a game for everybody and i i don't think it's something that would be in our top five um but i don't think it goes on the list yet because i think it's i think it's even though I've rated it pretty low, I, I think there's other games that it's better than that are on our list so far. I'm definitely not putting my number one game at number six below right. Chicory. Be, mm-hmm. Even below Inside, like, you make a great point for Inside with it being a tight, polished experience. Uh, I but- mean, I had Chicory and Nobody Saves the World beneath Inside. And I had Nobody Saves the World below Lies of P, and Chicory was around the same spot as Lies of P. So, so Nobody Saves the World should probably be our next one then? I mean, that's what I've been proposing, but I know you two are much higher on it than I am. Well, I'd rather would... bury that than Lies of P. So if yes. that's the one that's gotta, if that's the one that's gotta yeah, go. See, and I was hoping to save that Rosemary's Baby for another <laughs> time or two here to yeah. keep getting you to bite on it, but that's fine. <laughs> so nobody saves the world at number six, a choice none of us feel good about, which means good discussion, right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Well, I knew that was how this was going to be because I, when I looked at that list of ten, I was like, holy crap! Like we like. There were a lot of we played a lot of really good games, but like Joe, you said they, there weren't any. I don't think they're like I don't know, like just crazy, crazy good. Like mm-hmm. you know, so I knew it was going to be hard, and, and it was. I had said two games that I felt very strong about, and the rest of them were all kind of like like what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. So Casey, where do you see nobody saves the world slotting in our top fifteen between Hades and Arcade Paradise? <sighs> I mean, I had it on my overall list right above the Outer Wilds, which I know Joey loved. Um, it feels like a pretty big jump. Yeah, but I also had Nobody Saves the World really high. high. So I guess I would put it, I don't know, right above Wolfenstein? I would be right about the same neighborhood. I would put it above Sunset Overdrive between Darkest Dungeon and Sunset Overdrive. Burns, what do you think? I mean, that still feels like a pretty big jump, but I'm the most sour on the game, so it just feels like we're getting to a point now, though, where if we slot it in so high, like, the next three games go right above it, you yeah, know? and that's kind of And maybe I... that's fine, too. <laughs> I mean, if, that, if that's just the way that it breaks out, that's understandable. Um, I mean, I hated Sunset Overdrive and my experience with it. I yeah. can understand that you guys both really enjoyed it. Um, I I was the one that was highest on Wolfenstein: The New Order um, of all of us, um, but that's because I had beaten it previously um, and really got into the story of it. Um, and Halo is a classic, but it's dated and doesn't necessarily hold up as well anymore. And also, I didn't play it; you two did because that was before I. I joined the segment, so, so yeah. I, uh, so you think above TMNT, below Halo, or what? Uh, what do you think? 
I mean, it gives us more wiggle room for trying to put other things in. And like I said, if everything just bunches up, then at a point that's fine too. But um, I think that gives us more wiggle room with stuff, unless people have a real strong complaint about that. No, I mean, I mean, in my overall ranking, like, I I did exactly what you're talking about, Joey. Like I like my next group of, of games is just one big clump, basically in the middle of our old list. <laughs> and so that goes in above what? Above TMNT, so it'll be our 13th ranked game between Halo and TMNT. We have five games left, half the list. Um, we have, how do I do this? Well, I'll just do for my bottom 10 up. The games that we have remaining are Chicory, Inside, Monster Hunter Rise, Sid Meier's Civ Six, and Lies of P. Um, I'm surprised that Chicory is hanging this tough. Like, it was the... Bottom three games for me, Arcade, Paradise, Hi-Fi, Rush, Chicory, they're all pretty close for me. So, like, switching in between them, I wouldn't have had any heartburn about that. The higher Chicory gets and the closer it gets to my beloved Lies of P, like, yeah. I don't know what to do here. So, Casey, no. you're still on Sid Meier's Civ Six for the next worst game. Yep. Uh, I would be Chicory or Inside. Burns, what do you think? I mean, I had, I had Chicory at five, Civ Six at four. Um, I could see Chicory going next. Compared to my experience with the other games, still keeping Lies of P out. So we could go Chicory 5, Civ 6, 4? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to, because if you had Chicory 5 and Tom, you had a 9, I added a 2, so I'm kind of the outlier on that one. So I think I think it's fair. So Chicory at number 5, Civ 6 at 4. Uh, where are we going to slide Chicory into this list in between Hades and Nobody Saves the World at number 13? Well, Tom, since you dislike, since we've kind of been doing this a little bit, where would you slot it in since you dislike Chicory more than the uh, the rest of us? And we can sort of debate you on that. I would put it right next to Nobody Saves the World beneath Halo. Um, I mean, you can make the case for any of the next couple slots. Above Halo, yeah. below Wolfenstein the New Order. But that... <laughs> Oh, man, that feels like a tough pill to swallow. Sun, Sunset Overdrive is next on the list. I really enjoyed that. Darkest Dungeon, I loved. Outer Wilds was your game of the year last mm-hmm. year and, like, one of your top games. So I think I think the spot is between Nobody Saves the World and Halo. I mean, I'd put it above Halo, um, but I know Casey maybe wants to put it higher yet. I would definitely, yeah. I mean, the lowest I would be willing to go to appease you, Joey, would be right below Outer Wilds. There is no way that Chicory is better than Darkest Dungeon. Well, again, I didn't, didn't I didn't play a lot well, of Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, because he wasn't on that episode. Um, I mean, we could stick it above Sunset Overdrive to spite that game for you, Burns. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. I, I would I would put it at above Halo and below Wolfenstein, but I'm the highest on Wolfenstein out of all of us, so I can see it going higher than that. I mean, I'd be with you. Do we go two-on-one versus Casey, or do we go two-on-one versus Burns? I don't know which side to jump his fets on. <laughs> we can just put it in over Sunside Overdrive, because um, that's pretty close to where Casey would slot it in. I mean, he would put it much higher, obviously, if he could just put it in. But So that's the compromise spot? i put it pretty high. I think yeah. so. And just for the record, you guys are wrong in that game. Like, just Chicory? wrong. Chicory. So where do we stick Civ 6 in between Hades and Chicory? Our it's tenth... not our fault you don't have a heart, Tom. All right. 
I, I, I do. It's powered by Ergo, and I'm not going to tell you what Ergo is made out of. Um, I mean, I would put Civ But it six, tastes like Soylent Green. Is it made of people? <laughs> it's made of people, Tom. I would put Civ Six over Darkest Dungeon. Um, if I was going to go back to one of those games, both of those games would be, if I went back to either of them, it would probably be a good time sink to try to get more out of each one. I would probably rather go back to Civ Six. Uh, would be my argument. And I could see jumping it all the way above Her- Forza Horizon 5 at oh, number 5. Don't no, that's, a, ever. that's too huge of a jump. <laughs> don't <dude>. you. <laughs> so what do we have left? We have Civ 6, Lies of P, um, and we have Monster Hunter Rise. And Inside. And Inside. And you guys were both lower on Inside. Yeah. Uh, inside was my third ranked game. I mean, I like Civ Six a lot too, so that's part of the reason for my jump. It's just me, yeah, uh, leaping up the list. So, um, I mean, is Inside next then? Like, I had that at number two, but I'm not like, you know, instead of Civ Six. Mm-hmm. Have that be the next lowest one, and then Civ Six. I think that's. Oh, I, but you had Civ Six below Inside. I did. I'm just trying to like find. I'd prefer to have Inside next Middle because ground. I like Civ Six quite a bit. I mean, so. if you, had inside, you had Inside two. I did. I had Inside three. But like I said, <laughs> all of these are kind of like pretty close. I think I don't. But you had Civ Six five, right? I did. Yeah. So I think Civ Six has to be next, just based on like if you took the average of our three rankings. Well, this is a living discussion, Casey. Like things <laughs> change as we talk about games. No. Like we didn't my, write down our list and like then plug it into a spreadsheet. This isn't like a lottery system or like okay. a weighted list. So then it's Civ Six and it goes between Outer Wilds and Darkest Dungeon. Sure. Civ Six at number four. <clears throat> excuse me. Becomes our. Number nine ranked game. Right now. It'll, it'll drop down by four, at least. Uh, it will drop down by four. Top half of my list is getting a little lean here, fellas. Uh, so we have three games left. I think inside... I I see the way that this is going. It's going to go inside Lies of P, Monster Hunter Rise. And I think, um, I think I'm going to have to live with that. Like, my... If you guys can live with that, my game of the year ends up at number two. Could be worse. Yeah, I mean, we both, because what did you have Liza P at? Probably eight? No, I had a five. You did have a five? Okay. Yeah. I had it at six, but I justify that I think that it's still a really good game. It should be higher. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with Inside being next. Yep. Um, So let's put Inside in the list, then we'll put Lies of P in the list, and then we'll talk about Monster Hunter Rise a little bit more and just why you guys love that game so much and why it sticks with you now a couple months after we played it. Mm-hmm. So Inside, somewhere in between Hades and Civ Six at number nine. Um, I had Inside right below Tell Me Why. I'd be fine with that. It puts it above your Outer Wilds, Burns. Yeah, so like... I mean, I would put it below Outer Wilds, but I know you guys didn't jive with that game. I know you're both wrong, but <laughs> everybody's wrong because there's like nobody else out there that loves it, apparently, that listens to this podcast. So, I mean, I could 
I'm not going to die in the for whether we put it above or below Water Wild. So you two can battle this one out. Although I will say, in one of the most recent episodes of Doctor Who, uh, the villain made everyone on Earth believe that they are right. So everyone is like brawling everywhere on Earth because everyone is right about everything. I'm like, oh yeah, honey, this is my family. Yeah, this is just how Sid Logics work. <laughs> and now everyone's a Sid Logic. It's great. I was going to say, like, if you, if you would ever see... Like me acting that way, that like I'm right and nothing is ever wrong. Like then you know that there is something like that happening probably because I'm, I tend to be a compromiser in a lot of instances. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How about you, Casey? Do you tend to be a compromiser? Oh no, no. I don't. Know. Are you known Outer, for your flexibility? Wilds had a ton of really good stuff, but its core game mechanic I hated with the burning fiery passion. I could not stand the loop the restarting like having to every single day like you get to a certain point and your progress gets to a certain point and then having to go all the way back to the beginning every single day and then starting over and building just a little tiny bit every time a little tiny bit like it just drove me bonkers and i couldn't so, get over crashing on every planet and dying just over and over and over well again. you just gotta get better at the controls <laughs> for crying out loud <laughs> That's that's like uh, after you get used to how the thrusters work, you can land pretty much anywhere, um, yeah, and yeah. try to do lots of weird things. Like you can you can friggin' land on on the uh, comet that's that's circling the area. Like once you start to you know hone things in a little bit, and then you realize once it gets you know farther away from the sun that the gravity changes, and then you come outside and the ship's gone. Because it didn't stay, it didn't stay anchored to the comet like that. That happens. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, but then you just start jetpacking around, or you go back into the comet if it didn't freeze over, and you know, you time die, out, then you and die. Then you reset. I mean, I just identified the problem with the outer wilds for Casey. Me, we weren't flexible enough for that game. Like we couldn't yeah. compromise. And it's, um. So I and I knew that was going to be the thing was that because that game, like by far has the most interesting exploration of any game I've ever played. And I know you love exploration in games. Like, that's, like, your favorite thing. That's, like, why you've hated most of the recent Final Fantasy games, because you don't have that exploration. But I knew it was going to be what's going to win out for Tom, the fact that there's all this exploration, or is it going to be that he doesn't ever fight anything <laughs> throughout the entire game, and so it's going to be boring as heck for him. But yeah, there's very little chaos. You're right. It's I mean, there's lots of chaos. There's lots of chaos. There's lots of chaos. It's super annoying exploration, though, because you get to a spot, and you're like, oh, man, I found this really cool thing. Oh, I'm going to die because everything's exploding. But then, but then oh, you... i got to get back there. Hold on. Oh, I'm here again. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm dead you again. You sprint back to your ship, and you <laughs> rocket right back to where you're at if you were like, I need to see what this is. And you get really good with the loops go on of like quickly getting back to where it is that you yeah, want it to go. But if I'm going to explore a game, I want to explore. I want to actually like stay but that's that why you get there continue. really fast and then you have a good like 18 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes to try to like find whatever you need to find. And once you find something, you don't need it. Because that's the, that's the other thing. Like you could finish the game in one loop. Well, yeah. Like you could finish the game and watch a YouTube once, video and no, figure it out. Like if you've <laughs> if you've gone through everything, um, and you know like where you have to go, like what the crit path is, like you can jump into the ship and shoot right there. Like you don't have to build up experience, like for your character or your ship or anything like that. It literally is just like 
the experience that you're building is the literal knowledge that you're gaining as you're going through that game. Then again, we're rehashing a conversation I think we had a year ago about this game, <laughs> and we don't need to. So, uh, Casey, where, where, where does Inside go for you then? Um, so I had it just after Tell Me Why. Okay. So that's you two both said that, so that's where it will go? If you're I'm, okay with that and putting it, up, that. putting it above Outer Wilds. I mean... Okay, we'll put it there to move the conversation along. <laughs> Why did I did I convince you otherwise? The thing uh, the thing that I appreciate about what you did last year, Burns, was your game of the year and one of your favorite games of like all games. Like you swallowed a bitter pill with that one, and like you could have died on the hill and drugged that conversation on for an hour. So like, I'd be fine dropping inside one more spot to accommodate that compromise. I mean, it like it doesn't matter. Like our list is our collective list. It's not my list. So it's like, I don't know, like what our list is, is what we've come up with as a group. Um, I'm fine with it because I, you know, I've on multiple occasions have talked about that game, even when it hasn't been a topic topic of discussion. So I, I feel like I've proselytized a lot about it and I've gotten my run out of it. I don't need it to be higher on the list necessarily. All right. So. Well, way to be the emotionally mature one out of us. Burns inside, number eight. Uh, so next <laughs> up on our list is Lies of P at number two. Uh, I was so surprised by this game. Casey, you put mm-hmm. this up. I'm like, oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> a Souls-like game based on Pinocchio. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I started playing. I'm like, oh, this, this is, is like. Same reaction. <laughs> this is like, oh. Okay, well, if they made, like, a pretty new Bloodborne, this is what it would look like. And it's like, okay, well, I'll just walk down this corridor. And, oh, I'll walk down this corridor. And I don't know where the Switch flipped exactly for me. But, like, Lies of P is a really cool game. It's limited. If you're looking for Elden Ring, this big, vast, open world where you can go anywhere and have all these different builds, you're not getting that. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a narrative-based game where you walk down a corridor, figure out the puzzle of how you need to attack different groups of different enemies uh, in different ways, and then have some big, bodacious boss fights... Huh? Yeah, back bodacious. again, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liza P <laughs> is great for that. And I didn't expect to have a ton of time to beat Liza P. I saw credits roll this afternoon. Um, and it was just such a phenomenal experience. And I think that anybody who has any inclination towards the Souls games at all would really enjoy it. Like, imagine a FromSoft game with a narrative that actually makes sense, told in a comprehensible way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You do some stuff. It's like, oh, cutscene. Oh, okay. And then I talk to this character. It's like, oh, here's a bit of their backstory. And here's a bit of their motivation. Oh, now I need to go do this thing for them. Okay. Oh, and here's their tragic thing. It's like, oh, okay. Well, now everybody in your vicinity has a really, um, really interesting hook to them. Minus one character. And the game is really dark. And, like, there's real emotional pull when things happen. And just Liza P is a phenomenal Souls-like experience with a great narrative that I just I can't say enough good things about it. I did not expect to love and adore this game, but it's like oh, as I every minute that I played, I'm like all right, well just incremental progress. I I'm refining this route a little bit more. Here's what I need to do to get the most ergo out of this run as quickly as possible, so I can level up and push a little bit further and get to the next Stargaze or get to the next boss fight. Uh, the thing that I had to do, which I don't know if this is common for Souls players or not, but I ran into a problem where I couldn't finish bosses. I, I, I would do pretty well. I'd get them down so far, and then I'm out of Pulse Cells, which is the Estus Flask or the healing potion for this game. And it's like, oh, well, now I'm really up against it. Like, I need to be flawless with my blocks. I'm like, nope, chuck Thermite at him. Nope, check, chuck Electric Blitz at him. I beat over half the bosses in this game, including the final boss, just by desperately chucking stuff when I ran out of health potions. 
I had one throwable item left when I beat the final boss today. I'm like, oh god, I did it! Because like the fast boss, the final boss is so fast and he's got a really long reach. So like he comes up, he wails on you, and like you need to try to hit him before he retreats, but he gets just out of at least the range for the axe I was using. And it's like, oh man. I, if I use a faster weapon, I don't do enough damage. I can hit him a couple of times, but I'm not moving the needle. If I use my big, heavy, powerful weapon, can't freaking hit him. He's too fast. It's like, all right, well, uh, switch out my Legion arm, switch out my loadout, and I was able to, on like the 10th, 15th time I tried the final boss, I was able to close it out. Wow. So it took me 15 times to beat the first boss. Yeah, so it take me like a hundred. Take me like a hundred times to beat the last boss. Well, well <laughs> you. I mean, you pick up skills as you go through. I mean, and like you said, what the second boss was what yeah. twice it took you. No, no second second boss I beat it on the first time, yeah. and then the third boss, I haven't gone back to it yet. I've, I've played against him twice. The first time I walked in, I didn't realize it was actually the boss, so I didn't have my. Uh, little phantom dude with me fighting, so I got worked pretty bad. But like every time the podium's there, there's a boss fight. Like the things just. It's kind of hidden off to the side on that one, though. Like uh. you, you don't really see it. So, like, it, I just kind of was running for my life from something <laughs> and just ran straight through this door and opened it and was like, oh. It's the boss fight. Okay. So I'm just going to interject. There's a very good possibility you guys have already said this on this po- on this episode. So we probably should move on to yeah. where does Lies of P go into the list, Tom? Yep. Good point. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let's um. Let's put it above Hades. No. Number one. Nope. Best game that we played on Game Pass. No freaking way. <laughs> Number one. Lies of P. <laughs> you, All right. So Tom's not part of this conversation. <laughs> well, he he probably thinks it's his best game that he's played on. Holy um, moly! Game Pass, so. Realistically, I'm, wow. <laughs> Realistically, okay. Uh, I think where Liza P fits is above Yakuza Like a Dragon because the top three games, Hades, Jedi Fallen Order, Immortals, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, coin flip for all three of those for me. Like, I would have had Hades at number three out of mm-hmm. those three, but they're all right there. Comparing Liza P to Jedi Fallen Order because there are similar types of games, heavy narrative, souls like, not by FromSoft. Like, I would give Jedi Fallen Order a slight edge just because it has a really killer ending that burns you. You should really, really get to. Um, and it has a little to. bit better explanation. Exploration, like the level design in Liza P, which I already mentioned is stellar, but Jedi Fallen Order had more exploration and more hidden secrets. So I think the long answer to your short question is that Liza P should go at number four between Immortals Phoenix Rising and Yakuza Like a Dragon. I don't think it should go there because my number one game, Monster Hunter Rise, <laughs> I don't even have that high. Interesting. Well, where would you put our collective number one game, Monster Hunter Rise? Like, what is the neighborhood that we're talking here? I put Monster Hunter Rise below Outriders. Interesting. You really enjoyed Outriders. That was another shooter where you punched yeah. everything. And you really yes. enjoyed Forza Horizon. Because those are probably your top two, right, on this list? Yes. So this is where we start to run into that impasse. Um, well, like, I mean, where did you have it, uh, Monster Hunter Rise? Joel? Yeah, that's a good question. Because um, the interesting thing about Monster Hunter Rise is at like 32-ish hours, like there's a lot of game left. I mean, we Potentially hundreds the, of hours. We, potenti- we basically played the tutorial. Um, you know, both multiplayer and single-player tutorial at this point. So there's a lot more that you can do. Um, part of me, though, doesn't know how that evolves after that point. Um, so it's tricky, right? Um... And I from, could see it being 
like around the two, three, four range. Um, I could see it being below that. Um, I would also put Monster Hunter Rise right in the same spot below mm-hmm. Immortals Phoenix Rising. For me, I love the experience. We had a lot of fun playing yeah. Monster Hunter together, and seeing Casey's evolution in that game was awesome to behold. Uh, but for me, it kind of runs into a problem of being samesies. It's formulaic. We go to camp. We get our monster quest. We eat our meals. We go out. We slay the monster. And while the monsters are varied and they yeah. do different things, the core formula is basically that. And that, like, that's great. Like, mm-hmm. I could do that endlessly with you guys. That is an awesome thing. But it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't quite excite me like the thought of going to all the different planets in Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't uh, capture my imagination like Immortals Phoenix Rising looking out on the horizon being like, oh, there's a shrine. I'm going to go do that. And here's a thing over here. And like, So for me, both of these games are very, very close. Liza P and Monster Hunter Rise. Um, and I I would push them both just above Yakuza Like a Dragon. I would, I would argue that they should both be above Outriders, but most definitely above Tell Me Why for both games uh, yeah um i mean i i really enjoyed the time we played with outriders um i do think both these games should be above that for sure so is forza um, horizon 5 the yeah, mendoza line here for like, well for casey i know it for sure is and i mean it's a really good racing game like it's a fantastic racing game um it's so much more than a racing game at its core, it's a racing game, but it I has, mean, it's like, an exploration thing too, and it's like I mean, there's lots of people that have put like hundreds of hours into that game because of all the just random things that you can do in it, and all of the collectible types of things that you can do within it. So yes, I can kind of understand that. But I also the reason I put Monster Hunter Rise below Outriders too, though, is because of kind of what you guys touched on. Outriders has a more polished story. It had humor. It had you know the great multiplayer aspects and i actually i like the multiplayer like the reason i have monster hunter rise where it is is because of the multiplayer mm-hmm. that that's what makes this, that game great yeah. but i still had just a little bit more fun in multiplayer uh in outriders and i love the I th- different things you could do with your character and like he could kind of yes my guy was a tank but there were still different things you could tweak to kind of play yeah. just certain ways so I, like i really really liked outriders and i had it just a little bit above monster hunter rise so i'm having a really hard time putting for, for <laughs> putting my favorite yeah. game above that one because yeah. you know like for me i feel like there's just so much more meat to the multiplayer and strategy that goes into tackling the things that you need to tackle in Monster Hunter Rise then exists within Outriders. So I feel like since they're both kind of more of like a co-op experience, um, you can play both of them solo, but they both suck to play as solo, like completely. Um, Disagree. I thought Outriders was a lot of fun solo. What I think Outriders does... It depends on what class you were, though, because the class I was, I couldn't damage things enough. In, in outright in outriders to really feasibly get it was i could get through things but it took forever to get through them because of how i had to kept dancing back and then you know trying to take things out and it felt like i was constantly backpedaling in that you know whereas i think That's monster kind of- hunter rise no matter what weapon you have there's lots of things that you can do to mitigate that and the game gives you companions to help assist you when you're solo in battles which in Outriders, you don't get that. 
It's interesting that you mentioned backpedaling as a negative. Like, I spend most of my time in shooters moving backwards because, like, the enemies keep coming at me, and for some reason, that's just how my brain works to function in a shooter, like running backwards as the things come charging at me. The thing I'd say about Outriders as a positive over Monster Hunter Rise is I thought it scaled better with different player counts. Like, if I'm playing on my own, I was having fun. If Casey jumped in, things get tougher, and it scales to that. If you jump in, they scale again. With Monster Hunter Rise, I feel like we were right up against a point where we were going to have to start playing with randos on the internet or make a fourth friend, which to me sounds exhausting. Possibly. Because, um, yeah, we I think there there is a chance that that would have been the case if we played more of it past the five-star hunts that we did. Um, so let's uh, do this to progress the conversation. We'll put Lies of P beneath Outriders above Tell Me Why. So sure. Lies of P will be our number seven game. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And then we just have uh, Monster Hunter Rise to hash out for where it ends I'd up. Put it right above Lies of P. Like that's where I would put it. Still below Outriders. Right. I can see. I can see both ways. I don't know how we um uh work through this. Casey, you make a really good point with Outriders. And, like, I, I definitely had more fun playing Outriders than I did playing Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, but I, Monster Hunter Rise is also a much more challenging game. For me, the scaling thing is a big deal. Like, I felt limited at times in Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, Burnsy, yeah, what do you but think? Some of, the, some of the limitations in Monster Hunter Rise were that we weren't targeting the weaknesses of the monsters. Once we did that, we were able to beat it two players right and we were able to beat it three players like the 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 challenges that we kind of hit like the wall against and i think that's the game telling you you need to readdress how you're approaching the game to get better um whereas for outriders they make the game more difficult oh we're gonna give the enemies a crap ton of explosives but you're not gonna have them um, so like, so that's, that's where it just feels like it's a much more refined combat experience in Monster Hunter Rise than it is in Outriders. And Outriders is a crazy, silly game. Yes, the story is much more off the wall and bonkers and much more a part of what that game is, um, which is, you know, better than what Monster Hunter Rise is in there. Um, I just... With you guys split, uh, Burnsy just... Push me in the tiebreaker direction. We're going to put Monster Hunter Rise one spot above Outriders beneath Forza Horizon 5. So our list of games that we discussed or that we played in 2023 range from number six, Monster Hunter Rise, sixth overall over three years of Game Pass Forever, mm-hmm. all the way down to Hi-Fi Rush, which ended up between our original 1718, Shadow One Returns, and yeah. Wolfenstein Youngblood. So Hi-Fi Rush is number 27. So I'll recap our 10 games that we played this year. Bernsey, do you want to... Uh, maybe you can just help me out with the numbers. Well, I can, as... you just want me to run through it. So our number one is Hades. Hashtag Jim was right. <laughs> number two <laughs> was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Wait, Jim? I thought his name was Jimey. Jimey? Gaim? Gaimey? Yimma? Yeah, Yim. Um, number three was Immortals Phoenix Riding. Number four was Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon. Number five was Forza Horizon 5. Number six was Monster Hunter Rise, which was this year. Number seven was Outriders. Number eight was Lies of P from this year. Number nine was Tell Me Why. Number 10 was Inside from this year. Number 11, The Outer Wilds. Number 12, Civ 6 from this year. Number 13, Darkest Dungeon. Number 14, Chicory from this year. Number 15, Sunset Overdrive. Number 16, Wolfenstein The New Order. 
Number 17, Halo. Number 18, Nobody Saves the World from this year. Number 19, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. We're halfway through the list, guys. Yep, number 20, Marvel's Avengers. Number 21, Arcade Paradise from this year. Number 22, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Number 23, Amnesia Rebirth from this year. Number 24, Monster Train. Number 25 from this year, Loop Hero. Number 26, Shadowrun Returns. Number 27, Hi-Fi Rush from this year. And then it's 28, Wolfenstein Youngblood. 29, Torchlight 3. 30, Enter the Gungeon. 31, Metal Hellsinger. 32, Among Us. 33, Mist. And 34, Slog to Yomi. And there you have the definitive ranking of Game Pass <clears throat> games as determined by Outsiders Overrated. This is it for Game Pass Forever. This standalone segment has been a lot of fun to do, but we're going to evolve into something new. It's still going to be the three of us at the core of the OIO Game Club. But each month, one of us is going to choose a game that we're championing. For example, we're starting with Diablo 4, which was my choice. We all have it. It's a game that a number of people in the community have, and now we're all going to have an opportunity to play together and hopefully have a whole bunch of us on a conversation about it in Discord. We're still going to come out in the middle of each month. Uh, we'll play Diablo December into January and January into February. And then uh, I don't think we've determined which one of you is putting the next game up. I don't think we have yet, so we'll hash that out. Uh, but the best way... I want to say something too real quick. There's a ton of holiday deals out there right now. So if you don't have a next-gen system right now, like the Xbox Series S is $150 right now, and it comes with a headset. The Xbox Series X at Target went on sale today for $350, which is just bananas. Tis the season. So, like, and the Series X is awesome. So like, if you want to jump in and you want to play some of these games with us, there's some fantastic deals out there right now. And once you have the next-gen hardware, if you want to join in on the games with us, you need to be a part of the community. The, uh, the OIO Game Club is going to be limited to our supporters on Patreon. So if you are willing to pledge at least $2 a month to support the show at patreon.com slash OIO, we'd love, you have you, love to have you be a part of this segment going forward. Uh, you don't have to be a patron to be a part of our Discord community or to be an active member of the OIO community. All you have to do is reach out to me on social at OIO or email the show at overratedpod at gmail.com. So I hope this is a positive move for the community. Casey, Joey, thank you guys so much for doing Game Pass Forever with me for the last three years. So to send off Game Pass Forever, I took a little bit of time to compile some stats um so what game do you guys think is the one final fantasy 14 you played no <laughs> for game pass forever this is all the game pass forever games uh which game do you guys each think you played the most out of all of them that i played personally forza yeah. forza probably and mine was lies of p uh <sighs> yours was not forza ah uh, then it was it was monster hunter, monster rise. hunter rise yep, yep. 26 hours you put 20 hours into Forza Horizon 5, which was the second most for you. Tom, Lies of P definitely was number one. What would be your number two, do you think? I would guess Jedi Fallen Order, but that's a little misleading because I only played about half to two-thirds of the game during the Game Pass Forever segment. I had to go back and finish that one after the fact. Yeah, so that one's 29 and a half hours, according to... Uh, so that was uh, that was number two for you. I'm surprised it's 15 hours shorter than Lies of P. Lies of P was a pretty challenging game. There are a number of times where I got hung up on boss fights and got stuck for a significant chunk of time. Yeah, I mean, I, Lies of P is a very difficult game. Um, yes. A lot of, I, I've seen a lot of people talk online that have said that if you can beat Lies of P, you could probably beat any of the more difficult uh, FromSoft games like Sekiro. I'm going to Sekiro next. Like yeah. I have my parry mechanic kind of downish, and like I 
I want to see if I can finally beat that game because I got so mad with it. Uh, Marvel's Avengers was the one I played the most at 60.5 hours. Um, and then second, which is hard to know for sure because I didn't really play much of it during it, was 53 hours of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, but I had played a lot of that before that. Otherwise, I put 37 hours into Arcade Paradise, but some of that was before it. But I did play Monster Hunter Rise for 32 hours. Um we all had the same game for the least amount of time into it. Oh, Any man. guesses? Uh, Inside? Chicory? So nope. Chicory? Nope. It was Metal Hellsinger. Oh, yeah. Of course, because that game sucked. <laughs> we had... Um, we had six and a half collective hours in Metal Hellsinger. Well, we brought it that month, guys. But that, to be fair, that was a holiday month, too. That was December of, I think, last year. I had so such was... a hard time because I was playing that on the Xbox One, and I could not, for the life of me, yeah. get on beat. So I had to yeah. turn the beat off, and when I did that, it was like cheat mode, and I could sprint through levels, and it was... Actually, like, yeah. super fun at that point in time, even though it's not how you're supposed to play it. That was the thing I struggled with, was trying to get, like, the syncing correct. And it just never, ever seemed to jive with me, which is what really sunk that experience. I did finally get it, like, locked in, like, right before we recorded. And it yeah, was a little bit more interesting. You kind of flipped on that game in, like, the hours before recording. Because, like, texting the day before, like, okay, we all hate this. Great. We're all yeah. in the same boat. Um, What episode was the longest episode of uh of game pass forever oh that's a fun one uh the longest episode of game pass forever i'm scanning through the list right now trying to buy a little bit of time immortals phoenix rising it was not immortals phoenix rising that one was uh 64 minutes that wasn't too bad uh the longest episode i'm still scanning through uh was it darkest dungeon with patrick it was darkest dungeon at 81 minutes yeah pat um, talks a lot yeah, yeah thanks a lot pat why don't you shut your big bald pie hole uh number two <laughs> at 79 minutes was our first half of our conversation on lies of p no way yep holy huh. smokes and then our shortest how many times did you guys say you hated that game that first part <laughs> Well, I mean, we talked a lot about a lot of aspects of the game in that first discussion. Um, and then the one that we talked about the shortest, any guesses? Oh. Not counting the, Metal Hellsinger? Yeah, it was Metal Hellsinger <laughs> at 34 minutes. And then we spoke for 49 minutes on our list last year after that. <laughs> Good stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was a little bit interesting to look at. Um yeah, just sort of some of those stats on the things that we looked at, the things that we played. Um, overall, uh, I played 487 hours of Game Pass Forever stuff. Tom played 381 hours, and Casey played 295 hours. There was a couple of difficulties in there. It did not give us times for Sunset Overdrive or Wolfenstein The New Order. Also, for some reason, it didn't calculate those. And I played Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I played quite a bit of. I played that on PlayStation. I, I looked it up on PlayStation. Oh, nice. Because that was like one of the only ones you, you played on PlayStation instead of there. Um, I played some Marvel Avengers that wouldn't have been on there. So Avengers I, I played on disc. fudged the Marvel Avengers number because yours was like three days because your son had also played through it. Well, and I think it was calculating all of that together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had to fudge the numbers a little bit on Marvel Avengers for you. So I just kind of put it around like like the 25-hour mark or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but I've got 20-ish hours into that for sure. And I've told you guys this one before, but do you know what the most 
popular episode of the Game Pass Forever segment was. I remember. Um, so I can't say anything. Wasn't it just, I commented on it not too long ago. Um, what can I think? Uh... Because you're not getting the Logan technique actively? <laughs> right. Come shove your thumb up my butt, Tom. <laughs> I'm not trained on it! That would be a disaster, dude! It was, uh, it crap, why can't I remember it? Oh, go ahead. Civilization 6, Civ right? 6, yes. Yeah, right? that uh, that is one of about seven episodes of Outside is Overrated with over 100 downloads. It's at 108. It is, in, it is the only Game Pass Forever segment in our top ten most downloaded episodes um yeah good stuff Bernsey, did you have any more no that was that was the gist of it um i don't know it was interesting to kind of see that um some of the other shorter episodes were like the ones where they were actually part of the main show when it was still like, yeah i was trying to keep it to like 15 minutes or so at that point yeah so yeah like halo was 18 minutes there were some bad ones before casey started doing this with me where i would just like go on a monologue yeah. like uh humans fall flat i know it was one and like hey. there were a couple times like i had good games to talk about um the uh oh what was the stupid diablo one that looked all blocky that i really liked it's uh, it was Riverbond. Riverbond, yeah, yeah, Riverbond was great. You guys would have loved it. We would have had a great discussion about it, but like nobody on the show had played about it. So yeah. I talked about it for a couple minutes. And I'm like, cool. I'm what like, cool. Was, you talked about fun, that guys. for six minutes, according to your show notes. <laughs> nice. Um, what was the What was the first game you played for Game Pass Forever? Was it Slay the Spire? Give me a couple guesses at it. I did not see Slay the Spire in your notes. Okay, so um, it wasn't Slay the Spire then. What were some of those early games? Um, was it the stupid, crappy shooting game where you're like on a prison transport, a roguelike? I don't think so. Nope, uh, I can't remember what that one was called. Uh, lay it on me, Burns. I can't remember. Subnautica. Oh, yeah, Subnautica. That was fun. That was yeah. a good game. Yeah. So, yeah, and you actually talked about it on two episodes, which maybe in the show notes you had it wrong on one of them, and maybe Slay the Spire was the first one. Um, I can't remember. I know I played a lot of Slay the Spire when I first got uh, Game Pass. Yeah, so yeah, you the ones that were you solo were Subnautica, Riverbond, Human Fall Flat, Gears Tactics, Yakuza Kiwami, and After Party. And then Casey joined you, I believe, for No Man's Sky and Doom Eternal. Yeah, no Not Sky. Doom Eternal. I think I didn't. You did that one solo, yep. but yep. he was in No Man's Sky with never, you never and then a, Halo. Never played yep. a Doom game. <laughs> that was a great last episode. Awesome. Well, Game Pass Forever has been a fun thing. Like, I've really mm-hmm. enjoyed doing it with you guys. And, like, uh, not all of the episodes have performed all that well, which is why we're trying something new. But, like, it doesn't take away that I got to have fun with my friends. And that's, like, that's the core of OIO. So thank you guys for doing it. Burns, it really added a dynamic when you became the third person in the chair. Casey, like, this would have been just a terrible segment until you joined in <laughs> uh, when I was just giving my monologue. So uh, that's it for Game Pass Forever. Goodbye forever, Game Pass forever uh, and we'll catch you in the middle of next month <laughs> with the first ever oio game club so uh shoot me a note be a part of the community support us on patreon patreon.com slash oio and uh yeah let's talk some diablo next month for joey at hobbybox burns uh and casey at dr underscore casey on x yeah, threw me for a loop yeah. there. <laughs> like it's not Twitter anymore. Yes. Nailed it. I'm at Thompson Logico IO. We'll talk to you next month. Stay inside, kids. Twenty minutes, my ass, Casey. Yeah. <laughs>